Welcome, everyone, to 2023 season episode 21 of the Team Blaney podcast. My name is Adam Rogers, and alongside me is co-host Steve Mez. As always, this podcast is brought to you by fans for fans. Steve and I have been following the drivers of the Blaney racing family for two decades, and Team Blaney itself launched on social media in 2014. Each weekly episode of the podcast offers an in-depth analysis of Ryan Blaney's latest NASCAR Cup Series race, plus news notes and a lineup of special guests all throughout the year. This week, we break down the number 12 team's run in the Toyota Save Mart 350 at Sonoma Raceway. Steve, welcome back to this episode of the podcast. That's all I have to say. Let the therapy therapy session begin. Let the healing begin. So... um, Sure. It was it was a short race, uh, so we, we've joked that hopefully maybe that means we'll just make this a short episode. It was only mm-hmm. about a two and a half hour race, two hour two hours and uh, forty minutes or so, um, and uh, it was a uh, it was definitely an interesting uh, weekend. And I, I I joked with you a little bit that I um that I wanted to air some grievances mm-hmm. about this race, That's and um, you got to get it out there, got to get it off your chest. And you might be surprised because these grievances do not include the driver of the number 34 car does not include the driver of the 14 car, nor the driver of the 99 car that may have also been involved in some of our incidents in this race. Um, If people uh, are loyal listeners, remember last week, I really waxed poetic about Sonoma being my, one of my favorite road course races on the schedule. I said, I, I think I said, I thought, you know, if they, you know, started getting rid of races that if they kept Sonoma and Watkins Glen on there, I'd be perfectly fine. They've been my favorite. They're still my favorite. Um, man, I feel like um, they've, they've ruined Sonoma for me and it's a mix of the next gen car, which again, I've been a supporter of this car most of the way through here. I think it's a mix of the car, a mix of the package, a mix of the tire. And then there's some track issues that I've, that I have some problems with. And the fact that, um, the two passing zones, is it four in 11 or four at least could have been one, but, um, into, into seven, they, or is it seven? Down Might seven, be seven. More or less. So and 11, yeah. it's basically that zone where previously there used to be some rumble strips. There's some runoff area and there's a wall that kind of juts out. And Fox used to be really good about sticking a camera on that wall. So when you would see those guys hop over the rumble strips, they at the last second have to, you know, yank the car right to, you know, just miss that wall and keep going down. So because of the next gen car, and we saw this at Indy and some other places, they've had to remove rumble strips and things like that, because if cars get over that stuff at high speed, it can just destroy the underbody and the underbody these of these cars are so expensive that they don't want to do that. So instead they, they have painted looking, <laughs> they have, they have a, a painted area that looks like they're rumble strips when they're not or turtles or whatever. And they also have a big sponsor logo out there. And while paint on a racetrack is very slippery when cars are in wet conditions, when it's in a dry condition, it basically turns into a huge grip strip. Mm-hmm. So in an area that there used to be some passing used to be some excitement has really just turned off into a giant sweeping corner that they could just hit the paint and um, keep on going. So they've ruined that corner for me and um, turn 11 
Uh, I don't remember this in this race last year. Uh, we saw it in the uh, Xfinity Series race, was, race, which I love the fact that, again, I don't have anything against Kyle Larson, but I love the fact that he lost the race, and it's because he hit the tire barriers into 11 and uh, jolted his car so much he lost the steering wheel, and then Eric Almarola goes off uh, for a win and uh, has a fun week on Twitter after that. Um, so, but um, that's, the, well, that's, that's, say, that's the difference between the cup car and the Xfinity car. Yeah. Cause you're about to say that they hit that area, yeah. right? Yeah. The cup cars just started moving those tire barriers out of the way. Same deal. There's sponsors and there's paint and stuff inside of turn 11 there. They keep moving the barrels, keep moving them, moving them, moving them. And they've ruined turn 11. <laughs> at Sonoma, which is one of the most, I mean, slow, but exciting places on the course that brought us finishes uh, like what we saw with Tony Stewart and Denny Hamlin, despite the fact that Mike Joy kept saying Tony Stewart and and, uh, Martin Truex, Uh, but Tony's last win, you know, he and Hamlin get together in that corner and Hamlin loses it. And Tony goes on to win his last race. Very exciting. There's been other moments in that, in that turn as well, but now Mm -hmm. because of them being able to move those barriers out of the way, they can just turn right much earlier, get in the paint, get grip and get going. And it's just the whole experience for me was ruined. And I'll bring up one other thing um, that's kind of funny. And I don't want to judge this just yet because we're only two road course races into the season. But if there was ever a time when we needed some stage breaks, <laughs> this race may have been it. And I did want to talk to you about that because we're talking about, oh, we take the stage breaks away. It'll make the race natural. They'll, it'll change the way they do strategy. I, I want a legitimate, you know, maybe you can tell me I'm wrong on this. What has changed in strategy? Because we still have guys staying out to win the stage and get the stage points. And we still have guys pitting early to flip the stage. And I feel like we had the exact same thing happen when we had the stage breaks. Okay. Um, to me, <clears throat> biggest difference is the car is the problem. You talk about tire fall off and there actually was tire fall off. There was enough that guys who pitted a couple laps before guys could gain two to three seconds a lap. Yep. Now, mind you, that's only sometimes only three or four laps before the other guys pit. But it did get you to a situation where it was going to be a three-stop strategy or a four-stop strategy. The biggest thing is the car, no wheel hop. Yep. Okay. So a lot less problem with, uh, you know, cars going out of control. Um, the guys are able to just grab a gear and go, uh, you know, what, you know, the shifting of gears, even on the road course becomes even more important with this car. It's built like a sports car that's supposed to race road courses to begin with. So you see a lot less uh, natural cautions. And we did get a couple near the end. One was for a tire on pit road. Thank God who for whoever did that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you had to do it because there's a pit road, but there is a pit road wall and that tire really wasn't going anywhere, but you still had to call it. So the problem was natural cautions. You need to have natural cautions. Thing about stage break cautions is it's a planned situation. We know we're going to get a caution here, and we know we're going to get a caution here, and we're going to set up all of our strategies based on knowing what we're going to get those two cautions. So if you could have had natural cautions early in the race or somewhere during the first two stages, you may have seen some of these strategies play out even different, more different. But the truth is, is for our guy, there were two, two or three strategy calls. And for as bad as that car was, I know everything what, worked right. Exactly. <laughs> the crew chief made the right call at the right time. They were on tires. that were only had only had four actual laps of racing on them in front of the front of the guys with fresh tires. Yeah. So they actually were in a decent situation. 
you know, except for the, what ends up happening. So it, it did, it had all kind of great strategy things to it. I thought I saw, um, I don't think you needed, uh, you need natural cautions. Yes. You don't need stage breaks. Stage breaks yeah. is like I said, stage breaks, what stage breaks does more than anything else for these crew chiefs is it makes the plan a lot easier. It makes them all know, okay, why well, we're going to get a break here. And we're going to get a break here. And we know we split the field a certain way and we know we're going to, you know, these ones are going to race for points and stay out. Yes. Well, <clears throat> not having those gave the whole field a whole bunch of different options between, you know, like I said, three pit stops to four pit stops, you know, so forth. So I, I, I think, I think, yeah, I think that it's going to work out just fine with that. The problem is, is you, you need to have a natural caution. You need to have something happen within the race. And these guys are not making errors and the cars are so durable. Like you said about turn 11, the cars are so durable that every turn, every time down there, there were guys looking to hit that thing and move it over even more because they knew that it wouldn't damage the car. So let's move it more, move it more, create a better line, you know? Yeah. So I think that's kind of what I was saying on the strategy was, and I think you've kind of explained it a little bit well as to why I perceived it that way is the fact that they did the strategy in this race was very much like as if they did have stage breaks because that was the only point they could really strategize around was just whether they would stay out for points or not. And you're right. If, if cautions had come out before or after those points without these stage breaks, then yeah, it could have thrown strategy off. But since that didn't happen to me, the strategy was almost identical to what it would have been if they did have, have those breaks. So that's, uh, that's yeah. unfortunate, well, but yeah. 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 Because what happens is um, everybody has their strategies yeah. and without any kind of caution, they just, everybody just plays out their strategies. Exactly. Still late in the race, we got some natural cautions, and then all of a sudden, everybody's different strategies all started to uh, jumble things up. You know, so most people know me, and I'm not usually the, especially on this show, I'm not usually the the pessimistic or uh, downer guy. But man, I was just, I think the the fact that the issues that the twelve team had with the car this week, and then paired with the fact that there was one cool battle for a lead at one point between Truex and Hamlin. And then there was one kind of fun restart for some people at the end of this race that maybe saved it a little bit, but it was just really sad to see, as I said, one of my favorite road courses, one of my favorite races of the year, just be such a, such a downer. And I, I'm, I don't know. It, it's so weird for me because we disagree about how good a race was all the time. And I talk about, well, Steve, there was passing through the field. Weren't you paying attention to all that amazing passing through the field? And uh, I just, I don't think there was, there wasn't this one. So here we are. And yeah. Um, yeah so why don't we uh, jump into our recap? And unfortunately for those listening, things aren't going to get any better <laughs> from the, the tone that I have right now, but we'll see. Yeah, what we just, can do. just let's just chalk this up to this happens once in a while. You know, better for it to happen now than in the last 10 weeks of the year. Um, you know, so that's just, you know, we have this moment and uh, we'll talk about it and then we'll get, and then we'll just dust it off and forget about it. Um, at practice, uh, he was in group A and it was 20 minutes long. Um, you know, they, <laughs> they were like P8 on the fast lap and the five was actually the fastest in that session. Um, then they were running some lap times that were pretty close to the 19, actually, they told him, um, and he got a couple laps out there and moved up the board a little bit. And then they kind of like settled back out to, like I said, about 
uh, five laps run. They come off the track. They come back, you know, come back in. And then about seven minutes to go, they come back out. Um, they run about 10 laps total. Um, smoked the right front in turn seven at one point. You know, it just, <clears throat> there were some issues and they didn't really talk a lot on the radio about it, but um, we'll find out that, you know, that night they have a, have a meeting. Um, then group B comes out and um, actually not a lot of the guys in group B moved up the, the board that much. Um, usually the second session, you know, sometimes there's some more grip there and stuff, but uh, not really. Um, the, uh, let's see, then I'm going to see the 16. Yeah. The 16 was one of the faster ones and he was still six tenths back of the five car. You know, so that, that, you know, group B really wasn't as strong as, you know, usually it's, it's like a good mesh, but, uh, they weren't as strong as group A. Um, they do the qualifying here, 15 minutes. Um, you know, Josh says he locked them up in number four and number seven. The uh, Ryan says the chattering, it's all a chattering all over the place. They come in with 11 minutes left in the, in the qualifying session. Um, Josh tells them we need at least one minute going hard off a of pit road. Uh, to start a lap with three minutes left, they come back out, they run, actually end up running two laps. Um, but Ryan just says, I don't know. It's just struggling the whole time. Uh, it was about 15th in that group. Um, the fastest five were the 34, 19, 54, 45 and 99. Um, group a, um, group B comes out their fast five was 11, the 17, the 16, the nine and the 20. And um, the 11, uh, when they go for the pole, 11 gets the pole. So, you know, the Toyotas, uh, who were horrible at road courses, all of a sudden were really fast, uh, you know, especially the uh, the Gibbs Toyotas, the 19, the 54 up in there, uh, the 11 and the 20. So uh, Ryan starts 31st on Sunday. Pit stall 12, uh, having the six car behind, uh, uh, behind the six car, I'm sorry, in front of the three car. It's just past the start finish line. Uh, the stages were 25, 55, 110. Um, no caution for the stage breaks, of course. Six sets of tires, a fuel run of about 45 to 48. Uh, we have two spotters, um, Josh and then uh, Dave Nichols, Mule. Um, Mule had uh, going down the like down the back stretch into 11, and uh, I think uh, toward the toward the start finish. Um, <clears throat> to me, I. I told him I said that's I'm really nerve wracking to especially turn 11 because a lot of guys were jumping up underneath you know, and, and trying to make a, sh- you know, eight tires work better than four going into that turn. Um, and before we found out during the first couple laps of the race, you somewhere on Twitter, the, one of the reporters had reported that, uh, Penske did an all team meeting on uh, Saturday night before the race. Um, so the, they were not satisfied with the cars whatsoever in practice, qualifying, whatever, all four cars, um, as, as you know, uh, the two and the 21 actually start behind Ryan to start the race. Uh, the 22 did a little bit better in his qualifying, but he was like 15th to start the race. And um, they all had problems uh, all race long, pretty much. Um, they do run down pit road and they tell him about a half a light slower um, on his pit road speed. And that's just to be a little more conservative. Um, they were a little, you know, they get that five miles an hour over the speed limit and they want to make sure they were only four miles an hour over. Um you know, the first lap or two, he runs like too wide with a couple cars, but, uh, by lap three, the 78 gets to him in turn 11 and Ryan says it's loose. It's terrible. Um, same issues as, as in, uh, practice the day before, um, 
I said, I literally have this at, at lap seven. Uh, he's 32nd. The two is 33rd. The 21 is 34th. I mean, and uh, even Joey's only 15th. Um, at lap eight, they're starting to get worse. <laughs> like I said, same in, as in practice. He says, um, he does pass the 51 a couple laps later. Um, but by lap 12, he's 33 seconds back of the leader. Um, and you know, the laps are 82 to 83 seconds long. So it's almost a half a lap. Uh, the Gibbs cars were running one, two, three, and sixth at that point, you know, um, we, you know, a couple laps later passes like 77 to 43, it gets up to like 29. Um, oh, is Alan Canavan is actually reported that, that they had that meeting. I actually have it in my notes that they had that meeting, all Penske meeting on Saturday night. So, um, at lap, uh, 17, we're pitting now. So we do a little off strategy thing right here. And this is, um, something that we're going to find out would have probably worked, <laughs> but he's too fast exiting pit road. The pit stop was under 10. It was nine, something nine, one or nine, two. This was the one that was like the, the, uh, pit stop of the week or whatever. And, um, so he had to pass through, um, and by lap 20, he's in 36th, a lap down we're waiting for everything to cycle through. He should get back. But, um, I figured about a 25 to 32nd penalty, basically by having to come down pit road again. And if you play that out, um, when you're looking at the timing and scoring at the time, instead of being 36, he probably would have been near 20th, uh, maybe inside the top 20. And that would have been a huge jump, um, you know, because they pitted when they did. They pitted a couple of laps before some other guys. They would have had like three or four laps um, with two seconds to three seconds quicker on the tires. And and that would have made a great, uh, great move early in the race um, to give them some track position. Um, by um, lap 25, um, he passed the 21 car. He was up to like 34th, and he was the first car lap down at that point. Um, but at lap 26, the 11 and the 19 both pit. So this does put him back on the lead lap, uh, lap 27, he's up to 29th. Uh, others are pitting and about 51 seconds back of the lead. So like I said, he's 51 seconds back of the lead right now with about a 25 pet second, you know, <laughs> penalty that he, he had to serve. And, um, you know, where would he have been if he was 25 seconds back of the lead, you know, instead of 29th place, who knows? Um, I figured it was actually, I said close to the top 15 I have in my notes. So when I did look at it, I mean, it was, he was up there or would have been up there, um, by lap 30 is in 27th. Um, and this is uh lap 33 is where the 19 takes the lead from the 11 and the 19 pretty much dominates the rest of the day. Yeah. Depending, no matter what the strategy is. Um, so at lap 41, um, Jonathan gives them an idea on, you know, tires and fuel, what they're, they're trying to round it out for a caution at this point. Now they're trying to go long to, to see if that helps. Um, and the pit stops actually start to happen. Um, at lap, uh, 46, he passes the 77. Um, and he's about 29th at this point, lap 47. Um, the cars with the fresher tires are coming by now. So he's, you know, and, um, at lap 49, we get a caution for the tire on pit road, the 38 tire. Uh, he's in 28th and the 19 leads. Um, and uh, so they uh, see this, you know, they actually discuss on the radio where the penalty happened. Uh, Jonathan told him it was actually exiting pit road. 
uh, in the last segment. So he may have punched it a little bit early there, uh, getting off pit road. Um, and he's up to 27th here. And, uh, at the eight, okay. Eight now leads at that point. So the restart lap 54, um, passes 78 up to 26 here. And at lap 55, the 14 stacks up Ryan on this, this part of the restart. And it kind of just like loses spots left and right. Uh, ends up behind, because he's behind him. Other guys are going around both of them. Um, the eight ends up winning the stage. Um, Ryan, I think it was about 28th at this point. At lap 56, uh, the 31 actually passes, and um, it's 29th. Uh, passes the 43 a lap or two later, it's 28th, and then uh, he gets passed by the 77. <laughs> so he's back 29th again. Um, there, you know, lap 65, their guys are like sliding around in front of Ryan. You know, it, it, it's everybody's not everybody who's back there basically is having some sort of issue. Um, and uh, at lap 69, you know, Jonathan's talking about running long. Um, he does pass the 77 up to 27th. A 19 passes the 8 for the lead here, gets it back. Uh, lap 70, he passes the 43s up to 26, and the green flag stops are beginning. Um, by lap 75, is up to 20th with some of the cars pitting. Um, and Jonathan tells him we're doing good, probably going to go another 10 laps or so. So they, you know, uh, they want to try to get there. Um, they're running uh, by lap 76. They're in 10th and they're running right behind the 19 at that point, the way this strategy is working out. At lap 77, the new tires are coming up behind him. And uh, lap 80 of the nine is leading at this point. Ryan's back to 17th as some of the new tires came by him. Uh, John says, doing good. Uh, give me five more laps. Uh, they're P15 at this point as some others are pitting and the 19 is taking the lead. And, um, at lap 85, they do hit. They were 17th at that point. Sorts out to 32nd with the strategy. Um, but now he's faster than a lot of cars in front of him because he's gotten the tires later than everybody else. This is something that they did earlier in the year where they, if they pit later, their tires are fresher and guys have been out there longer. Um, so he does pass a couple cars in the first couple laps here, gets himself back up to 29th pretty quick. And then at lap 91, we get a caution for the 11 at that start finish line. And um, he only has four laps on the tires at that point. So now the strategy call is stay out, right? Yeah, it just seems so. I know I've been quiet this whole time, but it's just <laughs> the um, <laughs> the strategy has been working great. So obviously good strategy call at the beginning. The, ty- the, the speeding penalty kind of kills that a little bit. Here's another opportunity um, for another good strategy call. Staying out as long as possible, hoping to catch a caution. Okay, they didn't exactly catch it, but they pit. And then a caution comes out quickly. And it's like, man, it's like they're, this is the day. Like this is, mm-hmm. it's so weird that the car has been so bad um, from the, you know, off the truck all the way until now. And mm-hmm. that finally, you know, there's not that many laps left. Maybe they can sell uh, at this point. I was like, hopefully they can just salvage like a, a top 15 would be yeah. awesome. That's, and that's the thing is like the optimism went way up. Right. I mean, we were huge. Like- and then maybe this is part of the problem. I was just so, I went from being so low to so incredibly high at this point that what happens, you know, at the, the remaining parts of this race, I think is why I feel like still kind of feel like I've been kicked in the gut a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing is like, if they race, like um, they race each other properly, 
we're looking at a top 15. They're going to give some spots. They know there are going to be some fresher tires coming. They know there are going to be a couple cars who are better than they are coming. But when you race like your hair's on fire and you don't care about your competitors, well, that's what, what ends up happening. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the most leaders that do come in, you know, they have to because they've got 10 to 18 laps on their tires. Um, there's, you know, going to be about 12, 15, 12 laps to go. When it goes green here, pit roads open. The call's body armor, which is staying out. Uh, the nine and the 45 in front of them stay out. So, um, you know, that, those guys had five more laps on their tires than we, than we did at that point. So, you know, P3 for the choose. The nine takes the left. Ryan takes the left behind and restart lap 96. And he sorts out to about sixth right off the bat. So that's good. At lap 98, he passes the 45, gets to fifth. At 101, um, we're in P5, and the 17 is behind us. Um, at lap 102, the nine is coming backward to us. Uh, the 17 does pass. So we're in sixth. Lap 103, the 20 passes. We're back to seventh. Okay. And then a lap 104, everybody with their, um, you know, impatience and you know you, you said earlier that it looked like everybody's stacking up behind him yeah to some extent but there are two or three passing zones that we know are passing zones on this track and he was letting guys go by them when they got to those passing zones so you, when it's your turn come take your turn instead um you know the 34 and whoever was behind the 34 and the 16 gets by him in turn yeah. seven. 16 okay, gets so a little impatient and kind of makes a bold move. He makes it, he makes yeah. the move underneath him, but he gets to the spot. Yeah. You watch the, if I've been, you know, we're watching the in car all day long. And when guys get to the spot, they get to the spot and they might get a little bump from behind afterward, but nine times out of 10, that just moves the guy out a little away from you a little further than anything else. So he gets the spot, but then what happens behind Ryan and some people said it was the 34. Some people said it was the car behind the 34, which I haven't went back and looked at yet, but there may have been another guy who helped the 34 into Ryan, but it totally spins him out. And by the time that sorts out, he's like 21st or 22nd going down the back stretch down into 11. And I thought I was disappointed then. Yeah. <laughs> and the, you know, <laughs> lap one Oh five starts and he's going up the hill after the start finish line, they, you know, they go uh, left and up the hill underneath that bridge. And the next thing you know, the 14, maybe the 99 helping the 14. And they push Ryan way off the right-hand side, off into the grass over there. And he's back to 31st at that point. And, Where we started. Uh, yeah. The 19 who made his way up. He had the fresh tires. He had the best car. He patiently picked his way through everything and got there. And uh, he wins the race. And Ryan basically gets on the radio and just says, that sucks. And, uh, you know, Jonathan says, we learned a lot this weekend. So whatever that all team meeting was, um, I'm sure between now and Chicago, and it might not matter as much at Chicago, but, um, some of the, um, some of the road courses down the line, you'll see some changes that, you know, but they've been better at most road courses last year with this newer car. I mean, look how they ran at Indy, you know, we'll, we'll see what the next couple of road courses look like, but, uh, let's just put this one in. In the rearview mirror, um, it was one bad weekend. It sure hurt the points standings a little bit. Um, but uh, we know once we get to some normal tracks and normal racing, we'll get that back. Yeah, not a ton to analyze. The only thing I'll say about the 34, uh, just to give it a little bit of context and not give him, you know, not excuse his actions or whatever had happened there, was the 34 was running really well all day. I think he was, you know, running, you know, just up behind Truex. They came in for a pit stop and they lost a, a, the lug nut. 
and uh, had to go to a backup lug nut in that dropped them down in the leaderboard. So that's why he was running much further back than Truex was, who was able to kind of quickly get back up to the front. So I think the 34, you know, sees, you know, plate, you know, super speedway races and road course races as places where they can actually contend for wins. And he saw it slip away. And I think was part of it was being impatient. I think even if he did get a bump from behind, behind Ryan, it looked like he would have had plenty of time to check up and then make a clean pass, but he just decided to drive through him and, it is yeah. what it is. There's not, like I said, not much to analyze. We really thought strategy, the great strategy that Jonathan Hassler came up in this race and as the, the cautions fell, was basically going to let them steal. At one point, it seemed like maybe a top five, but then, okay, yeah, now some faster cars are coming past him. All right, okay, maybe a top 10 and at worst, a top 15 because with mm-hmm. the amount of laps that were left in this race. And then it just feel yeah. like it was just taken away from us <laughs> and it's it's unfortunate and that's pretty much it there's nothing nothing we could do nothing they did necessarily wrong except for maybe as jonathan said they've really learned something they maybe can't do uh, going forward at yeah. some of these road courses and uh yeah i mean um, yeah. The pit, we'll just have to see the, the, the strategy calls were really good um like i said that 25 30 seconds earlier in the race who knows what that would have done and where where it would have put them and how that may have changed their strategy the rest of the way race so Speaking of pit row kind of hurt. Um, they pitted three times and, uh, uh, you know, two of them were sub 10 second stops. I think the other one was in the 11 second range and they may have been doing some changes there. Um, really good. Yeah, really good pit stop. Yeah, so the pit stops were really, really good. So, um, you know, everything else is just fine. You know, the car just wasn't the car we needed to have. Um, so let's, you know, bring that one over to junior yard, right? Get rid of it. <laughs> throw, throw it out. It's the car. So, you know, let's just, for, you know, see if we can forget about this one, have a short memory. Hey, we were actually, if we want to have a memory about anything, remember a couple of weeks ago, they ran at Charlotte and they were 600 <laughs> miles and uh, 12 car won that race. So, you know, we just got to remember that kind of stuff. This, uh, this is one for the history books and we'll just get rid of the book on this one. So unfortunately, no stage points uh, and not a lot of points earned in this race. So Ryan was your new Cup Series points leader after last week's race, but he has now fallen from first to third. Uh, in the good news department, he's only 24 points behind the new leader, which is Martin Truex Jr. So he hasn't fallen that far. And there was a point, you know, just a few weeks ago where he was 55 points out of the lead and like in seventh position. And he climbed. I know it, it helps when you get a 60 plus point day in the Coca Cola 600 to, to help vault you up the standings. But it is doable for them to to rebound from this. And honestly, uh, the top uh, seven uh, drivers in the NASCAR Cup Series point standings are only separated by 32 points. So uh, 24 points behind. He actually is tied with Ross Chastain at 24 points behind, but that victory gives him uh, the tiebreaker. So that's why he's listed in third and Chastain is in fourth. So. 24 points behind the new leader, Martin Truex Jr. And William Byron is in second. Uh, So we're probably not going to go in depth on the next race that's coming up here, which is uh, going to be the race at Nashville Super Speedway on June 25th. The race is going to be at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Steve and I were talking a little bit how scheduled for the weekend is a little bit weird. There's going to be a practice session on Friday and then a qualifying session on Saturday. And then finally, the race is going to be Sunday evening. 
Um, so that's a little bit different than we're used to. Sometimes when they've split practice and qualifying, it's because they've been giving them a longer qualifying or a longer practice session or something. But as far as we know, it's still only going to be 20 minute session for each group. So they will have a cup cars on track for three straight days when they head out to Nashville. But before that, there is going to be a break an off weekend, the lone off weekend for the cup series as folks uh, celebrate father's day. And then we'll come back again there towards the end of June to get back to racing. Only two races at Nashville on record for the cup series. Uh, Ryan's first start there ended up with a 37th place finish. That's if you remember that race, uh, Ryan coming up onto the track before pace laps, he actually damages the car. They have to make a pit stop. They come back in, fix it. He goes to the tail of the field. And then a little bit later on the race, from what I remember and understand from his uh, some interviews with the crew chief, they had some issues with their brake package and he blew a rotor and crashed. So 37th place finish in that first race in 2021. But last year, much better race, though. I think it took all race long to kind of get back out front, did finish third. So they did come there in the next gen car and finish third. So they have this whole off weekend and then they'll have a week leaning back into this race in Nashville to hopefully regroup and, um, everything's out out the windshield don't don't look uh don't look at the rearview mirror uh forget about what happened at sonoma regroup and uh everything's pointed forward for the the driver in the car that's in the third place in the nascar cup series point standings um, yeah, so if you're going if you're going to that race in two weeks uh be ready for a weather delay <sighs> because <laughs> because somebody we know is going to the race we are. We're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna be headed to Nashville. Our first time in Nashville in general, in the Nashville area in general, uh, as people, and our first time at that at that super speedway. So, if you are around the track, I have been known to keep some Team Blaney stickers with me in my backpack. And uh, if you happen to spot us uh, around there on, I don't know if we'll be there Saturday or not. We're definitely gonna be there all day Sunday. Uh, give us a holler, and uh, I can pass out some stickers to you. But yeah, uh, I know there was a rain de- delay last year as well. Uh, this has been moved to a night race, though. I don't know if that's going to affect anything weather-wise, but I know uh, it's been really hot there the last two years. So I'm hoping that between this one running at night and then the Atlanta race we're going to, uh, you know, a couple weeks after that, also running at night, that's going to be a much more pleasant experience. And I think it'll, I think it'll just the cars just look cool at night. So looking forward to that. So let's move on to some more disappointing topics, and that's going to be our recap of the Team Blaney NASCAR Fantasy Live League and how everybody did in points earned this past week at Sonoma. I'm going to run through my starting lineup that I thought was looking pretty good at points during this race. And uh, so I had Michael McDowell, who got me 39 points. I had Denny Hamlin, who I started off with a bang and then ended with a bang, Uh, only got me 11 points. He did have the stage one victory. AJ Allmendinger got me 38 points. That was pretty good. Chase Elliott got me 32 points. And, you know, boy, I was wrong with my, you know, pretty confident um, prediction that Chase Elliott would come out and win that race at Sonoma. Strategy put him in position. Uh, Didn't turn out that way, but he did still get me 32 points. And here's where I made some major mistakes. Um, Tyler Reddick was a starter. Seemed like it was going to be great because he's run really well at road courses. Uh, won the road course race at Coda earlier this year, but he had some issues, ended up with a flat tire. He cut the course, um, which some people were actually pretty happy about because he didn't cause a caution uh, running back around the track with a flat tire. So kudos to him. Uh, not kudos to me for not bringing Christopher Bell out of the garage and who I left 38 points sitting in the garage when I left Reddick in and uh, he Reddick only got me nine points. 
So my featured matchups, I picked Truex over Harvick. That was right. I picked Chase Elliott over Reddick. That was right. I picked Ty Gibbs over Cindric. That was right. I picked Almondinger over Chastain. That was right. You'd think I would have had a pretty decent weekend. I didn't. Still finished uh, well outside the top 10. So what did uh, what did your lineup look like? Who were your starters? And how'd you do? Yeah, that's the problem. I had Denny, I had Tyler, I had Suarez. None of them were worth any kind of points. I mean, one of them was in the garage, but yeah, I had Chase Elliott and Truex and Almendinger, and that got me some points. And I had the matchups all correct, but, but um, yeah, not uh, not good. The 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 things happening going into the third stage, and just even if I would have made a garage move, it wasn't much of a move. So. I had guys who looked good during qualifying. They were like on the all qualifying team, you know, but uh, beyond that, beyond that, not so good. I just, uh, I can't believe I got all of the bonus picks, right? Yeah. And I still finished 44th. Yeah. I don't know. Where did I finish? I didn't even look. Oh man. You were 38th. Wow. But only by four points, four points over a couple points, right? Yeah. So crazy. It's crazy what it was to just get into the, the top 10 in this, you only needed a hundred and or about 200 points or so. So yeah. it was, it, everything was really close this week. Cause I think a lot of us probably had a lot of the same folks in our starting lineups, but mm-hmm. yeah, I just thought, um, I thought with getting all those bonus picks, right. I would have a decent week and man, I just did not. So again, I ended up with 44th in uh, points earned and you ended up in 38th in points earned. And let's take a look at the top 10, in points earned for this past week at Sonoma Raceway of a tie, a three-way tie for ninth between Dr. Race Chaser, Blaney Kicks Beep, and Eric D15 with 201 points. In eighth, we have Vans 12, 202. Seventh, we have Blaney the Goat, 204. Fifth, we have the tie for fifth with NASCAR Nut 12 and Angie 12, 206. In fourth, we have Blaniacal, 210. In third, we have No Hesitation with 214. Second, Pea Shoot Bill, 218. And congratulations to Alyssa C., 221 points earned at Sonoma and comes home leading the way. Now let's switch over to our overall standings in the Team Blaney NASCAR Fantasy Live League. I am, I guess, moving up a little bit. 36th position, Team Blaney host Adam, 2,833 points. And now let's take a look at the top 10. The Nutty Gamer is in 10th with 3,003 points. No Hesitation is 9th, 3,005. 8th, Eric D15, 3,011. 7th, Adjuster 4, 3,013. 6th, Your Team Mez 12 slipped slightly, 3,047. 5th, Penske Fan 24, 3,049. Fourth, Go Larson, 3,057. Third, Christian Dana, 3,092. Second, Factory of Sadness, 6, 3,115. And Blaney's Daisy leads the way in the first position, 3,121 points. So that's where we stand there. Remember, uh, everything's going to be locked for this next week because there's no racing. Just try to remember after that week off and then the week leaning into the next race at Nashville to set your lineups. We will have practice on Friday, so you can set your lineups maybe a little bit earlier than you have the last few weeks and uh, see what happens there at that race at Nashville. I don't know if we're going to have a return of uh, Concrete Chase or whatever they were calling him, but he's run well at at Nashville. I I haven't really looked up too many of the stats for this one. Maybe we'll put together a TikTok or something to talk about it leading into the race. Who knows, who knows what'll go on, but it seems like, you know, ages from now when, uh, when yeah. they're going to get back racing in the cup series. 
yeah, we're going to be on vacation this next week too. So no, no, the podcast goes dark next week unless something super spectacular happens and we have to hurry up and come on, you know, but uh, I don't think anything's going to happen in the next week or so. Um, they didn't well, take any various... cars back to R and D. So thank God so, for that. There was yeah, no... <laughs> there, no, no penalties to be had there. Um, yeah, yeah, let's, let's everybody take a vacation. I, I literally took, I just told Adam before we started the show, I took a whole day yesterday and didn't talk about NASCAR all day on Monday. <laughs> it was really weird. But, Plans. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I just kind of like, so the next week or so, you know, I'm going to go back and watch the 600 maybe. <laughs> watch those it. highlights. Don't watch. watch I know I, I retweeted the highlights of Ryan getting spun since NASCAR was nice enough to put those together. Yeah. Uh, take those out of your out of your memory bank don't watch those it, it's not going to change anything but yeah go okay, watch some coke 600 highlights and remember there's a win in the bank got a mm-hmm. driver sitting third in the in the driver's points um we're not i just remember last year and uh, maybe we do bring back the uh the old uh, playoff points big board but the reason we brought that thing in in the first place last year was because how hectic it was and mm-hmm. close it was all year long on whether Ryan was going to make the playoffs and then his run into the playoffs. And uh, while I'd love to see that thing come back, I'm so glad that we don't really have to worry about that until, uh, until we get to that first race of the playoffs. So. Yeah. So, you know, um, there'll be a very special edition of um, the post race uh, review. Um, since you guys are on the road, I That's think, true. Uh, I think my wife will be making a comeback to the, to the team Blaney podcast to be a team Mez takeover. And, uh, so we're looking forward to doing that too. So that'd be kind of cool. Absolutely. And, Thank you guys for doing that and taking that over while we enjoy a, a, another nice weekend away. That's true. I won't be back for the next couple mm-hmm. episodes. So um, that's uh, or there, that next episode, at least I won't be back. I'll mm-hmm. be out of here for a few weeks. Um, yeah. So before we uh, end this episode, I have a couple of things to bring up. And one of those is that, wow, I believe it's been tape delayed and somebody has been keeping the secret of who won the better mm-hmm. half dash is going to be presented at 6 p.m eastern time on tomorrow's wednesday's episode which for right now is tomorrow wednesday's episode of race hub on fs1 um gianna ryan's girlfriend uh, aaron blaney um william byron's significant other but also obviously ryan's sister both of them racing in the better half dash both of them are raising money for the ryan blaney family foundation so we're eager to to see where they ran i know ryan said that uh gianna needed some more speed so i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess she maybe didn't win but either way we're rooting for gianna Mm -hmm. we're rooting for aaron and hopefully they put on a good showing and hopefully they get a chance to talk a little bit about the ryan blaney family foundation and uh, worth mentioning from them as well, today, before we rec- uh, went recording, they posted on their social media accounts, they have a brand new t-shirt that's available through Flag and Anthem, and it's a Ryan Blaney Family Foundation t-shirt with their brand new logo. It's a purple shirt on the back of the t-shirt, it says Blaney across the back, almost like a jersey, and a big number 12 on the back, kind of similar to what they did last year ahead of the Indy race, but the shirt's a little bit different. It's purple. It's supporting uh, Alzheimer's Awareness Month, and a 100% of the proceeds from that sale on Flag and Anthem are going to go to the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation. So I know I already got my orders in. It's peak Steve's interest, even though he has a very similar shirt already, but he just can't keep his hands off those new that new hot Ryan Blaney uh, merchandise. So he's uh, he's already contemplating some of that too. Yeah, um, we're a couple of weeks out from the, the Lou Blaney Memorial also, um, uh, which is Saturday, uh, July 8th at Sharon Speedway. And uh, 
the Blaney Bunch fan club uh, will be having a dinner. Uh, those of you who are members of the fan club have, may have gotten the email um, that Leah will be looking for some RSVPs so they know how many people to have uh, they're going to have at the dinner uh, that night before the before the racing. So um, if you are a member of the Blaney Bunch fan club or if you know want to join the Blaney Fun- Bunch fan club, uh, you know take a look into that. Uh, it's a pretty cool thing when they do something like that. And so that uh, that night, I know Jerry uh, and Kirsten, the Mariottis will be there, um, and uh, yours truly will probably make it too with uh, my wife. So. Um, like I said, if you're part of the Blaney Bunch or you're not part of the Blaney Bunch, join the Blaney Bunch and then uh, come on out to uh, Sharon Speedway on July 8th. Uh, we'll talk about it again in the next week or two. Uh, but uh, I know Leah already put on email and she's looking for some RSVP so they know uh, how many uh, people they're going to serve that evening. And I think they even said that they're going to have a, part, a section of the grandstand kind of mm-hmm. sectioned off and you guys can kind of all sit together as well. Uh, I believe you do still need at least general admission tickets to that race, but it's definitely going to mm-hmm. be well worth it. And you guys can all get together and uh, have some dinner and uh, support the the fan club, support the foundation, support Sharon Speedway, support the Blaney family and uh, support the memory of Lou Blaney, who uh, we all miss and uh, all loved as a, as a racer for sure. Yeah, so Dave, Dave and Dale usually run the event. Uh, you know, we'll be running, so hopefully they'll both be there that night, able to run. Um, always good to see Dave and Dale on on their home track. So everybody, enjoy your off week, and I want to thank everyone also once again for tuning in to this episode of the Team Blaney Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about myself or co-host Steve, just listen to our very first episode that explores our Blaney racing fandom. You can interact with us on Facebook and Twitter at Team Blaney and on Instagram at Team Blaney. And finally, we'd like to encourage you to support the aforementioned Ryan Blaney Family Foundation. Established in 2018, this organization supports causes like the Alzheimer's Association and UPMC Sports Medicine through fundraisers, events, and membership in that Blaney Bunch fan club. To learn more, visit RyanBlaneyFamilyFoundation.org or follow them on any of their active social media channels. So for my co-host Steve Mez, I'm Adam Rogers. We'll catch you next time right here on the Team Blaney Podcast. Good night, Brussels. Check out the TikTok. Well, thanks everybody for coming. Hope you enjoyed it.